No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions. But the words of wisdom and the solid advice come from the expert Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it as always. I hope our listeners are doing well today, too. Well, Brian, some exciting news, you know, for now about five years, we've been on the radio every week and we've really enjoyed having quite a nice audience listening to us locally. We've got some people who listen to us in other parts of the country and even one fellow, at least that we know of, who listens mm-hmm. to us in another part of the world. I believe he was in Asia, Hong Kong or someplace like yeah, that. Yeah, Singapore. Singapore. I knew it was one of those places. But we are expanding our reach this week by announcing that uh, Growing Your Wealth is now available as a podcast. And I like podcasts because you can listen to them on your time whenever you want. And of course, you can listen to them all over again, or you can listen to many past episodes. So look for Growing Your Wealth on your favorite podcast platform. I can't announce that right now, as of today, we're on iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and of course, uh, Stitcher is coming up here in the near future. And we'll keep you updated on that. So once again, Growing Your Wealth, look for it wherever you find your podcast. Be sure to mark it as one of your favorites and uh, give us a rating. That's going to help us in our mission to reach as many people as possible. Well, on today's show, Brian, I want to talk about a couple of things here. We've got some questions to answer. I want to start those at the top here. We're also going to talk about Delaware Statutory Trust and what sort of properties qualify for that. And then we'll do an overview of the market as of the third quarter of this year. But the first one is a question, and I know we've had this several times, and it's about rolling over from an IRA to your 401k. 
or a partial rollover and whether or not those funds are going to be taxed. Yeah, I did have a couple of times this last week, and that's that's usually how I do my show. I kind of look back at my week and say, okay, what came up? And I just talk about that. And so a couple of times that this came up, the question was, uh, one of the questions was, if I do a rollover, do I get taxed? And so in this case, a person had IRA funds and an old 401k, and they they really liked uh, some of the alternatives uh, that we were talking about because they've been to other advisors, they were interviewing some others. And sure enough, and I knew this coming in, they were offered a mix of stocks and bonds, you know, 60-40 right. stocks, bonds, or bond stocks, and or they were offered fixed index annuities. But And that was it one or the other. And so they weren't real satisfied with that. They listened to our show a few times and said, well, gosh, he's always talking about other areas of the market, uh, talking about real estate or or mixing and matching different kinds of strategies and, and FIULs, Fixed Index Universal Life, or DSTs or Opportunity Zones or all, all kinds of different things. So he was talking about that and he says, well, I really want to work with you, Brian. I'm, I'm a little concerned about the tax, but you know, I guess I guess I need to just take the hit. And I was like, whoa, oh, we must have a misunderstanding here. No, you're not going to get taxed on any of this. And he was like, really? And I said, yeah. So the way it works is that if you have uh, money in a 401k or 403b or an IRA, you name it, all of those monies are called qualified accounts. So it's just a word we use to say they have not been taxed yet. They're in some kind of protected deferral of tax by the IRS through a code section, either, again, code section, you know, why do they call it a 401k plan? Well, it's because it's, uh, you know, the Internal Revenue Code Section 401 subsection K is why it set up the ability for employers to set up retirement plans where you can take a deduction and not be taxed on it until you take the money out someday. So these are all called qualified accounts. So when we use the term qualified, that's what we're talking about. Uh, Generally, something hasn't been taxed because it's sheltered by a retirement plan rule. And so if you're in some kind of qualified account, you can roll those over. We just call it rolling it over. It's a fancy term for we're taking it from whoever was holding it before and putting it into your IRA account. That is not a taxable transaction. So it is if you roll it over twice in the same year, mm-hmm. then it's taxable. But you get, you know, once a year, you can take the money from qualified accounts and roll it in to your IRA. I also got the question, related question, says, well, I'm still working. I'm in a 401k. I'm 60 years old. I'm going to work another five years. Should I come back and see you then? I said, well, well, no, you like the stuff we talked about. He says, I love it, but I have to wait until I'm you know, separated from service, right? And I said, no, virtually every 401k plan allows for somebody who is still working to move as much as they want out. So let's say this person had $500,000 in their 401k and they wanted to move over 400000 into their IRA and do a plethora of my different options. And so they could do that. They could just, 60 years old, you have to be 59 and a half at least, but you can roll over as much as you want, whole thing, all 500, 400, whatever you want, and you can roll it into your IRA. You're going to still participate, though, in your plan. You're going to still put money away into your 401k plan. So maybe he rolled over 400 and it came to our management. We did uh, some unique strategies with him and he still had 100 in his 401k and he's still contributing, you know, 24,000 a year, whatever he's putting in. Uh, that's how it works. But that's not a taxable transaction. You, you just, you know, I, I suggest uh, anybody that's coming up on age 59 and a half or is already there and is still working, you're going to want to 
take a look at that, uh, that you could roll over these amounts into your IRA. Talk to us about some of the investment options that are available because most people, I, I suggest, might want to look at that because whatever you're in right now, your 401k plan does not have a lot of great options. It, it has options. It, you know, Generally, you have about 15, 20 different uh, mutual funds or ETFs you can invest in, but that's it. You're going to be stocks and bonds That's or cash. That's it. So you don't really have a lot of great options for your accounts. Well, everybody's concerned, of course, about paying taxes. And I think you being a certified public accountant, a, a CPA, in addition to being a financial planner, it really gives you a special insight and an awareness of how to avoid paying taxes that you don't have to pay. Yeah. And in fact, uh, you know, all my advisors, Michelle and Joel and Christy, all CPAs and myself included too. And we're always talking about that. We're always, okay, what, what can we do here? Um, I had another client who was taking advantage of these rollover rules and said, well, gosh, in addition to that, he read my article, my latest article in Kiplinger on tax-free investment strategies. And he said, you know, what if I'm really concerned? He was really concerned about the future taxation. You know, we're, we're watching Elizabeth Warren. Uh, maybe Biden's kind of losing some ground. Sanders, of course, uh, losing ground. She's coming up and she's not a big fan of capitalism. <laughs> and so she wants to break up all the companies and really spend a lot of money that we don't have. And tax rates are going to go way up under, under that regime. And so if she has anything to do with it and he's saying, gosh, why can't, can I just be taxed now, uh, kind of max out my conversion now? I said, yeah, we can look at that. So we were looking at his return and, and he was out of the 12% bracket. So he didn't have any 12% money left. He was dead on center in the 22 bracket. The next bracket up, and there was a lot more money he could bring into taxation, was the 24. Now, the 24% bracket is not that much different to me than the 22% bracket. So I said, well, what if we kind of maxed out the 22 and maxed out the 24 but didn't get into those 30-something brackets. And so he thought that was a pretty good idea. So we're, we're going to run some estimates and say, all right, we're going to do some conversions now. We're going to bite the bullet now, pay the 24% bracket, pay the 22% bracket, knowing that in the future, we got a whole bunch of politicians out there that want that 95% bracket oh, yeah. for us. <laughs> I just read recently uh, AOC, who a lot of people want her to run for president when she <laughs> turns 35. If the Green New Deal wasn't expensive <laughs> enough, she wanted welfare and all benefits for all illegal immigrants mm. across the board and national rent control and free health care and free wow. college and free every well free <laughs> free is a very relative term don't you think i think so too wow wow i guess we were just born at the wrong time i remember i know we, we had a, we had to earn great we had to earn our way we had to earn our way for all of this stuff too. oh my gosh yeah and so uh, you know he's he's just being a realist and i i couldn't disagree with him i couldn't agree with him more that if certain people get in control ever then we are going to be in big trouble when it comes to tax brackets and so you might want to bite the bullet now and do conversions, qualified money, qualified IRA money, you can convert into a Roth IRA, pay the tax now on the money you convert at your current rates, your marginal rate, and then all of the money down the road in that account and all of the earnings in that account, you do not pay tax on anymore. So that's your money. You own that money now. Government isn't going to be able to decide how much of that they want to confiscate down the road. 
through increased tax rate. Well, I think most people are of the opinion, Brian, that tax rates are only going to go up. And as you said, there are a lot of candidates that we've heard from recently who have all of these uh, great plans. And as you said, maybe sometimes they're not that good at math and figuring out how we're going to pay for this. I mean, if everything is free for everybody in the country, uh, I can't imagine what the deficit would be, but uh, maybe that's... Well, it's not just the country that that I'm even concerned about. It's like, let's make it free for the world. For the world. I mean, that's, that's the reason why Brexit, Britain's exit from the euro is one of the, it's really about immigration. Hmm. And uh, one of the rules of the open European agreement was that every country had to accept any immigrant from any other country. Hmm. But they're coming in illegally, you know, through uh, Northern Africa into Italy and other places. And they're going, they were going to Britain because Britain had the best welfare systems and the best uh, benefits. Mm -hmm. And so they were open armed. They had to be. And it's destroying their economy. (laughs) So they said, we can't be part of this agreement anymore. So really, it was an immigration thing. It wasn't, gee, we love the pound more than the euro. It was, we can't continue to just take on this burden. And, you know, I could have told them that at the beginning because I'm pretty good at math. And politicians evidently don't have to take, they're not required to take math classes (laughs) and where they have to balance books and debits, credits, you know, P&Ls, balance sheets, all that good stuff that we learn in CPA school. But, uh, yeah, that was actually the reason for Brexit. Well, that's why there's QuickBooks, uh, Brian, for those of us who don't understand it the way that you do. It is an interesting situation. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. Of course, this is the show that teaches you about finance. But, Brian, we also have a little political commentary now and again, too, don't we? Yeah, and it's not about, uh, you know, I I love the fact that, you know, everybody could have everything for free if that was actually possible. But free isn't real. And so I'm just trying to add a little reality and do a little math. I feel for people that have wanted to better their, their life, of course, I would want that too. I would just like to make sure that whoever's in charge of the purse strings, you know, if you're a parent, you don't just, your kid says, I want this, I want that. You actually tell them no sometimes. Right. You actually say, we can't afford that right now. We could save for that. But if we have that, we can't have five other things. Okay. Well, that's just, that's just reality. And so we were all brought up with budgets. Uh, I would just like to think that our federal government was as good as held to the at least the highest standard as the average parent is held to in their own household, <laughs> where they can't just, well, gee, mom, you still have a credit card. Just keep sure. taking money. Out. Oh, okay. I'll yeah. just keep doing that. Well, you know, you're going to pay the price someday. So you just can't keep, you know, swiping that through just because it worked a few, a few uh, dozen times. And so our, our, you know, government officials should be held to at least that standard. Right. I can't be out of money. I still have checks left. Exactly. <laughs> You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. That's the voice of Brian Evans. Thank you so much for joining us today here on the radio. If you'd like to know more about anything that we've talked about on the show, of course, you can request your free financial plan from Madrona Financial Services. All you've got to do to get yours is call 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. And of course, you can always request it online at madronafinancial.com. We're going to take a quick break, Brian. When we come back, we're going to be answering another question that we've gotten about Delaware Statutory Trust and what kind of properties qualify for that. All that and more when our show continues right after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. Do you want to learn how to own shares of income producing major commercial real estate properties without taking on any debt? Join Madrona Financial Services for a free DST and Madrona Bundle Lunch and Learn event at Big Fish Grill in Kirkland on October 22nd at noon to learn about the many benefits of Delaware Statutory Trusts. A DST can also qualify as a 1031 exchange, so you can potentially defer the capital gains taxes on the sale of your highly appreciated income property. 
Learn how you can invest in current income-producing properties without any of the obligations or management hassles of property ownership. These events fill up quickly, so call 844-MADRONA today to reserve your seat. You'll also learn about the Madrona Bundle of Services, which brings everything you need to plan for retirement under one roof. Join us for a free DST and Madrona Bundle Lunch and Learn at Big Fish Grill on Tuesday, October 22nd in Kirkland. Reserve your seats today at 844-MADRONA or register at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. At Madrona Financial Services, we help people finance their retirement so they can spend their time living life instead of worrying about it. The fact of the matter is, your portfolio will likely need to last about 30 years or more. And the sooner you do something about it, the better off you can be. So if you're not 100% sure that your plan is rock solid, call us today at 844-MADRONA for a review. It's super easy. We'll ask you a bunch of questions to find out what's most important in your life and what makes you happy. Next, we'll review your current plan, and then our team will strategize on ways to make your portfolio, your tax strategy, your use of Social Security, and an estate plan better suited for you. At Madrona Financial Services, we want your retirement to be about living life, and we'll sweat the small stuff for you. Call us today for your free review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us at madronafinancial.com. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about what does like-kind mean when we're talking about 1031 exchanges and Delaware's statutory trusts. And Brian, this is a question that we get once in a while, even though we have covered it on our program. I know that we get into the weeds with a lot of stuff here, and there's a lot of things that people may not remember from week to week or show to show. So we want to go over this again because this is a question that we frequently get when we talk about Delaware's statutory trust. Now, as you know, with a Delaware statutory trust, if you own a non-owner occupied piece of real estate, you're renting it out, you can sell that real estate and get into a Delaware statutory trust and kick that tax can down the road. But one of the phrases that people get confused about is like kind exchange. We're talking about the 1031 exchange. So if I own a rental house, for example, and I want to do a Delaware statutory trust, does the like kind exchange mean that I have to get into another rental house? No, it doesn't. And the reason I wanted to bring this up also is this isn't just clients and prospects of an individual investors that are having these questions. I've been hired as a national coach on DSTs. And so I've been traveling the country talking to groups of owners of financial planning firms about DSTs because they haven't heard about them. And our office can help the, their clients with DSTs. And even if they've read my book, listened to my podcast, my radio show, read my articles on it, uh, Kiplinger articles, my white paper, gone to my website and listened to me lecture about it, they'll come up afterwards and go, well, I got somebody that owns a farm. I can't do that with that, can I? I'm like, okay, because it's like kind and, and you don't have any farm DSTs. I said, no, I don't. But let's get back to the basics. And so you're, you're right, Jeff. I, sometimes we get into the weeds a little bit. So I'm going to go back to the basics and define a couple of terms here. And like kind seems to be one I need to define a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. So let's say that someone does have that rental house and they want to do a DST. What are some of the other types of properties that they could get into? Yeah, I want to do, I definitely want to talk about some of the other types of properties. I also want to talk about properties that you own and re- 
reasons why your particular kind of property might be something you'd be consider selling. Okay. But yeah, with uh, with the DSTs, uh, and here's another thing that's a you know, misconception. DSTs, they, they tend to think, well, you must have, what, you have like uh, 50 of them available at all times? I'm like, no. They absolutely close to new investors all the time. So the sponsor will go out and purchase some properties, get them all leased up, get them all turnkey and ready to go, put them in a DST, then they're going to offer them to advisors such as myself for my clients. As soon as they get the money, let's say that it's a $30 million offering, apartment building or something like that. As soon as they get their $30 bucks, that's it. They close it to new investors. Uh, good ones last between two hours and a wow. month. So that's the, my time period for that. So these are constantly revolving as to what I have available. Now, over the, the last year, I've seen a lot of apartment building DSTs. I've seen a lot of net lease property DSTs where they have uh, retail stores with long-term corporate guarantee triple net leases. I've seen industrial parks like an Amazon lease, self-storage, healthcare facilities. I do know that there's something coming up with the adult housing, elderly type housing. And so those are those are some of the categories that I've seen. Uh, they're hotel, there's, but uh, they come and go. And so that, that's what uh, people can get into. We're talking about some common misconceptions here about Delaware Statutory Trust on growing your wealth. Okay, Brian, let's say that I do have a rental house. I'm getting up there in age a little bit. I'm 70, 75 years of age. Why would I want to consider selling my rental house? A couple of reasons around, uh, particularly in the Puget Sound area, prices have gone up a lot and your rents haven't gone up as much. And so one reason is, is your cash flow relative to the fair market value just isn't all that high. It's probably one to 3%. That's generally what I see after expenses. Plus the house that you own, maybe you've owned it 30 years. Well, it's got 30 years more deferred maintenance on it, and you're 30 years older and 30 years at least less likely to want to go out and fix it. And so properties are getting older, values are up again, uh, you want more cash flow, and maybe tenants, you know, they, they can start trashing things. But generally houses that are getting up there in age, they're eventually going to need a new roof, they're going to need some major repairs perhaps, and you've just kind of sapped all the upside out pretty much mm-hmm. of it, so now it might be a good time to diversify into newer properties and other types of properties in other parts of the country. And if you own a home too that is governed by a homeowners association and you rent that property out, you're not there to see what's going on. And I can think of an event that happened recently in which the seller actually held on to the house to rent it out, moved out of state, and the tenants in this particular home really kind of trashed it. They didn't keep things up, and the HOA kept finding the guy. And before he knew it, he came back home and found out that he had $100,000 in HOA fines against his rental home. And so he decided to sell it, and uh, he really couldn't sell it. He had four offers, but as soon as they found out that there were HOA fees against it, he just couldn't sell the property. So if you own a rental house, whether it's in an HOA or not, you should consider uh, selling that property for some very good reasons that Brian can tell you about uh, if you call 844-MADRONA and get in and talk about Delaware Statutory Trust. So let's talk about apartment buildings. Let's say that I have an apartment building and I'm thinking about selling it. Why should I consider selling it? Yeah, same reason. And and one of the interesting things I just thought about when you mentioned that is we can buy insurance for about anything. So if we have a loss due to something happening, you know, your car gets hit, somebody backs into it, you know, you have insurance, uh, it gets paid for. Well, what kind of renter's insurance do we have when somebody comes in and trashes our apartment or our house that we're renting to them? There isn't any. 
That's probably the only area I can think of that you can't get insurance when somebody trashes what you have. And so it's just, you know, too bad, so sad. You got to replace the floor that they let uh, rot when they, you know, let the tub overflow every other day. That's a big risk that people are taking when they have that. So apartment buildings, uh, one of the reasons might be is all I can hear about when I'm hearing about Canada's talk is they, you know, they want to give away more and more and have more control and rent control, rent control, rent control. I keep hearing this, that national, statewide, whatever, I think it's coming. And so uh, that's a big reason I'd, I'd be very nervous about being in the state of Washington because Oregon passed it. California's going to pass it. Mm-hmm. Washington's going to be next. You know, we're all in lockstep on the West Coast here. So rent control could really damage the value of your apartment. And as I just mentioned with rental houses, if you own an apartment for a long time, it's probably looking at deferred maintenance again. And and landlords really aren't in favor of politicians locally in the Seattle area for sure. So that'd be a reason you consider moving your investment elsewhere. And with rental houses and apartments too, you have to figure move outs. And when somebody moves out, you've got to do the repairs, the painting, the carpets, all of that sort of thing. And then you've got to spend some time and some money to get a new qualified tenant in there. And you can't necessarily vet the tenants the way that you used to. So there are a lot of good reasons why you may not want to continue as an active landlord for a rental house or an apartment. Okay, so Brian, let's say that uh, I'm a person who has all this raw land. It's vacant land. I've owned it for years and years and years. Now, does that qualify for a Delaware statutory trust as a like-kind exchange? Yeah, that's the interesting thing about a like-kind. It is not like-kind. All this stuff qualifies, and they're not like each other. But I can sell a rental house, an apartment building, uh, raw land, a farm, uh, whatever I want, and do a 1031 exchange into a DST. And so all of these qualify as like-kind property. So we don't need to do – like-kind is a terrible uh, name that they, they apply to this. <laughs> it should be unlike-kind property. It's just investment property for investment property. So if your raw land is investment property, you can sell it, do a 1031 exchange, and get into these apartments or hotels or industrial parks or net lease properties or self-storage or healthcare facilities that I talked about that DSTs can own. And so that qualifies too. Now, raw land is a great, great one to do it with because generally raw land, you know, it's gone up in value. Uh, That is what the, you know, it's not the structures that go up, it's the underlying land. So if you have land and you're probably not getting any or very little rent if you have raw land. And so you could sell it, do a 1031 exchange and generally really, in fact, a lot of people are losing money because they're just paying property taxes. Right. So they're actually holding this and going, well, wait a second, I wanted to spend money in retirement and I'm spending it on property taxes. That's not much fun. How about I sell this and do a DST and have money coming my way every month instead of it going the other direction? That's right. And if you have raw land at a place where there's development around it, of course, you could sell it to a developer, but then you've, you know, you're worrying about that uh, tax that you would pay on uh, the profit that you made. But with the Delaware Statutory Trust, as we said, one of the great benefits of that is that you can sort of kick that tax can down the road a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. You can kick it down the road. And most of my people that do the DSTs do it for a couple of reasons. One is they don't want to be a landlord anymore. And they don't want to take the risk of, as we talked about, deferred maintenance and having to fix things and maybe a tenant trashes. Now, they want to increase their cash flow, especially with raw land. But they also maybe want to pass it to their heirs or their spouse or their kids income tax-free. So you're kicking it down the road, but you can just stomp on it permanently and not pay <laughs> any income tax ever if you get a step up in base, if you hold it as a legacy asset for your spouse or your or your children or your charities. So if you have questions about the Delaware 
Statutory Trust and Like Kind Exchange. Once again, 844-MADRONA is the number to call. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Sit down and talk with one of the staff here about the Delaware Statutory Trust questions that you might have. And Brian, I understand as well that you have a website that does talk about Delaware Statutory Trust. Yeah, madrona1031.com is a website that's dedicated just to 1031 exchange questions and DST, Delaware Statutory Trust questions, uh, has uh, frequently asked questions on it, prior properties that have been offered, uh, some discussions about it. So it's a good place to kind of get your feet wet a little bit on it. Yeah, if you have some questions, feel free to fire away. Uh, we, we certainly have a, a lot of good staff here that can answer those. We're talking about Delaware Statutory Trust with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs on Growing Your Wealth. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll continue that conversation, and we'll also give you a recap of the market. All that and more when our show continues right after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. Hi, this is Brian Evans, president of Madrona Financial Services. As a CPA and wealth manager, I've had lots of clients who owned highly appreciated real estate. And when it was time to sell that property, they all ran into the same problem, a huge tax bill. Up to now, some of their only options were to either follow the strict requirements of a 1031 exchange for another property or pay the hefty tax on the gain. We have access to another option to help our clients. It's called a DST. With a DST, you can still receive the benefits of property ownership like passive income, but you won't be responsible for all the debt or management. And best of all, a DST may meet the qualifications for your 1031 exchange. Now you can potentially defer the tax hit on your highly appreciated property and still get the benefits of investing in real estate. Call us today at 844-MADRONA to learn more about our DST program or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. What does prosperity mean to you? At Madrona Financial Services, we think it's about helping you feel confident about your future. It's more important to know where you're headed than where you've been and we feel the same way about the funds that we invest in at madrona financial services we believe in simplifying securing and streamlining your financial and retirement life that's why our clients have one team managing investments retirement taxes and their estate with an integrated strategy call madrona financial services today at 844 madrona or visit madronafinancial.com to learn how you can make our team your team it's a new kind of financial experience built for today with tomorrow in mind we believe in your future and so should you get connected with your team today visit online at madronafinancial.com or call the professionals at madrona financial services today at 844 madrona for a free review that's 844 madrona or visit madronafinancial.com simplify your life invest in your future prosper do you know how to provide a 30-year retirement plan with a 40-year career The number of Americans who live to 100 will increase by 10 times in the next 30 years. The facts are, you could live longer than you thought, and the last thing you need is to run out of income when you need it the most. A plan that takes longevity into account increases the odds that you'll be financially able to do what you love with the people you love for the rest of your life. Call Madrona Financial Services now at 844-MADRONA. They'll work with you to help your 40-year career finance your next 30 or more years. The economy, our lifespans, and retirement have changed drastically since the time we entered the workforce. Have your retirement and tax strategies kept up? 
Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for a complete no-obligation retirement readiness review. Your retirement income plan should last as long as you do, and Madrona Financial Services can help you get there with a customized plan that suits you. Call right now for your retirement review at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona Bundle of Services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to continue our discussion about the types of properties you could sell to do a DST and why you might want to consider selling them. That's right, Brian. We talked about rental houses, apartment buildings. We talked about raw land. But let's say that I own a farm or let's say that I own some sort of winery. What are some of the reasons that I would want to sell something like that and go into a Delaware Statutory Trust? Yeah, with a farm, uh, you probably had it in the family for a long time, so your cost basis is essentially zero. And so there's a huge tax bill if you sell it. Now, I've done a number of farms, and I'm talking to people with wineries, and the big reason is that uh, generally these things have been in the family for a long time, generationally. Mm -hmm. But we're getting to a point uh, where a lot of young people are saying, "Uh, farm? I don't think I want to be a farmer. I want to work for Google, right? and I don't want to be uh, carrying on the tradition. And so the older generation with the farm, they thought they were going to give it to their kids. They've worked the land for years and years. The kids don't want it. So it's kind of a time where that's not going to happen. And so they they certainly want to pass down the, the value of it to their kids, but without all the taxation. But it's just a generational thing. Uh, often anymore, people don't want to do what their parents did, where in the old days, that, that is what they did. They don't want to do that anymore. And so with global economy we have, that would be a reason why you might want to do a DST. And with farms, income is a little iffy here, too. It depends sometimes on weather. I've got a friend who owns a very large family farm who's had it in the family for 100 years, and he basically rents out the land to a guy who farms it and gives him a portion of of what he gets from the, the produce or the things that he gets from this farm. And it varies a lot from, you know, month to month to year to year. So farms, yeah, with a lot of younger people, they may not prefer that as opposed to, yeah. yeah that's a tough life. You know, yeah. I, I farmed for 13 summers myself when I was growing up and I learned a few things about it. I mean, now we have tariffs to deal with. You know, right. we can't sell stuff to certain countries maybe or, you know, they're too highly tariffed. So our sales are going to adjust that way. I remember one year it was a drought. Yeah. So didn't have enough water. So they weren't growing. So those farmers took it took it in shorts. Mm-hmm. The next year, it rained all the time, and then we I learned about root rot. Oh. <laughs> Too much rain is equally as damaging to the yep. crops. They got root rot, and they couldn't grow because of that. Too much water. So right. I say, wow, not enough water, too much water. Really, it's, gosh, it's got to be tough to be a farmer. Yeah, absolutely. People don't think about the equipment that it uh, requires to farm as well, too. I mean, some of those tractors, half million dollars. So yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes into, a lot of moving parts that goes into running a successful farm. Same way with a winery, too. Yeah, you get this great product at the end, but people don't realize the work that goes into getting that great product. Let's say that I own an office building. It's been going pretty good so far, but I'm thinking about selling it. Why would I want to consider selling my office building? Yeah, well, what if you lose your tenant? It is tough to get a new tenant for office buildings anymore. I listened to a talk about the general area of Everett and a very successful operator of office buildings here said, you're not going to see another office building 
in our lifetimes mm-hmm. built in Everett. I was like, wow, that's a pretty bold statement. But I think it was right uh, for a number of reasons. You know, there was a lot of unoccupied space and anymore people are mobile. They don't need to have floor after floor of office space. People are working remotely and uh, rent an office with uh, different kinds of arrangements there. So office, you know, buildings not, you know, they're kind of going the way of uh, supermarkets uh, or uh, I should say uh, shopping centers, malls, malls, that kind of thing. Uh, certainly if you own those kinds of assets, they're not kind of the, the thing that I, I see a lot of demand for uh, compared to the past when we had a ton of demand for it. So I'd be really nervous about owning that kind of real estate. Yeah, I never thought of it, but you're right. I mean, the great working trend, the trend that seems to be catching on like fire is working from home or remote working. I mean, if you're doing most of your work on a computer, communicating with people as part of your job, I mean, you can do that from pretty much anywhere. So you don't necessarily have to go into an office. So another good reason to consider a Delaware State statutory trust and getting out of that particular landlord game. Let's talk about industrial parks, uh, Brian. Uh, there was a time when I saw bunches and bunches of them, but I think that more and more people are not needing those either. What are some of the great reasons I would want to sell if I own an industrial park? Well, yeah, industrial parks are interesting because anymore uh, they are the new shopping center, but only large certain distribution centers. I mean, Amazon is not going to rent your 10,000 square foot building, commercial building. They're looking for a multi-hundred square foot uh, distribution centers and, and so forth. UPS, any of these these uh, shipping type entities. So there are particular kinds of industrial parks that often are in DST sometimes. But the the you know you drive around town and you look around and you see all these buildings and they're five thousand square feet, ten thousand, fifteen thousand square feet. They're never going to be that kind of distribution facility. They were kind of a special purpose facility, and maybe that purpose is not there anymore. And so those are a little more suspect too. So a lot of them are often uh, vacant. Or maybe they have a single tenant, but what does that single tenant leave? So I think it's just something to consider that take a lot of risk when you have a, a single purpose use building and you have a tenant that could leave and then you might be sitting on an empty building for two years, three years, five years. So the building I'm in right now was was empty upstairs for five years wow. before we took over the lease. And so uh, the port owned it and, and they had a devil of a time trying to find a tenant for it. And so when you have those kinds of properties, uh, you're just taking a, a risk that you don't need to take, that you could do a 1031 exchange Delaware Statutory Trust and they have long-term tenants or types of structures that maybe have a better tenant situation, certainly a lot better. Yeah, I've seen a lot of these industrial parks around in different parts of this area, and you're right. There are little warehouses. They may be 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 square feet, and that's really only something that uh, a a small, really small business owner would want to get into, and some people just rent them because they want sort of a hobby shop or something like that, too, but you're right. The tenants do change rather quickly on that. We're talking about Delaware Statutory Trust, the 1031 exchange, and what qualifies? What is a like-kind exchange? We talked about rental houses, apartment buildings, and raw lands, and farms, and winery, office buildings, and industrial parks. The best thing that I can suggest that you do if you have a further question is to contact Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A, or check out the website, which is madrona1031.com. Now, Brian, with the Delaware Statutory Trust, there are some specific rules to this as well, too. We've talked about them a lot on the show, but again, some of these things are a little bit deep in the weeds for some people, and they just don't remember them. So if I sell a piece of property and I get the check, 
and I come to you and say, hey, Brian, I want to do that Delaware Statutory Trust now. Uh, that's a problem, isn't it? That's a problem. I think most of the <laughs> listeners say, hey, that's a problem. But I did have an advisor that I, I was coaching who said, all right, I, my client sold their property. They got their money. They're ready to do it. And I said, what? They got their money. Yeah, it's sitting in the account here, ready to go. And they, it's not with a QI. You know, what's that? And I'm like, oh, no. So, yeah, no, you have to hire an exchange facilitator, a qualified intermediary to receive the funds at closing. Otherwise, you can't do a 1031 exchange. So make sure before that goes to closing, you cannot take that check and put it in your bank account and then do a 1031 exchange. You got to hire them before the thing is closed. Now, if I'm a property owner and I'm thinking, wow, I got to hire a qualified intermediary, I wouldn't know where to begin to find one of those. Is that something that you help with here at Madrona Financial? Oh, yeah. We got a list of them that we can refer you to. So no problem there. Just let us know and, and we'll get you hooked up with them. And then that tells us, oh, you're coming up on a closing. Let's start picking out a good mix of DSTs that we can invest you in so that you don't have to wait. Uh, I'd like to see if you're going to do a, a 1031 exchange into a DST, I want to do that just right after closing. I don't want to wait too long because if I wait too long, then our options sometimes get very limited. Right. You have 45 days to identify that property. And we were talking off the air earlier about a particular client who decided to wait until day 43. His options were way smaller at day 43 than they would have been at day 10. Absolutely. I mean, generally speaking, if you're going to sell your property, you list it for sale, you got somebody that offers, you accept the offer, and now it takes, you know, however many days to close, let's say 30 days, and you call our office and say, oh, I, I need a QI, right? And I'm like, yep, we'll get you the, here's some ones to pick from. You call them up, you hire them. And then maybe a week before it closes, you let us know that it's coming up, how much it is, and we'll pick the DSTs. I like to get that money invested right away. So when it closes, it goes uh, to the new investments right away. You start getting rent checks that next month. Now, if you wait too long, you know, you have 45 days. Now, you could wait, and we had three this last week that, that did exactly that. But now there's special rules in Section 1031 that says we're now limited in our options on what kind of DSTs we can pick. We don't get to pick some of my best ones. They hold too many properties. And you're not allowed to diversify if you're waiting till the end of the 45-day period. But we can circumvent that rule if we are talking about these things in the first, say, uh, 10, 20 days uh, after you sell. So there are certain specific rules that you have to follow with a Delaware Statutory Trust. And of course, if you put your Delaware Statutory Trust in the hands of Brian here at Madrona Financial Services, they will follow those rules exactly. And you will not have blown your deal like that uh, advisor who said, hey, that money's sitting right here in the client's account. Well, it's just not going to work this time. If you have questions about the Delaware Statutory Trust, uh, all you've got to do is call 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. You can also find out more about it at madrona1031.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll give you a brief recap of the markets here in the third quarter. All that and more when our show continues after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. You own highly appreciated real estate and have decided to sell. You may be faced with limited options that could result in a substantial tax bill. Now, there may be another option. It's called a DST, and it can offer the benefits of real estate ownership without all of the baggage. Brian Evans and his team at Madrona Financial Services are available to see if a DST could be right for you. Call 844-MADRONA to learn if you can invest in real estate without the hassles of being a landlord. You won't be responsible for the debt or management, yet you may still receive passive income. 
Best of all, the DST program offers a ready-made solution that may satisfy your 1031 exchange requirements, which could provide full tax deferral on the sale of your investment property. Call the team at Madrona Financial Services right now at 844-MADRONA to learn more about DSTs and if they are right for you. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. Do you want to learn how to own shares of income-producing major commercial real estate properties without taking on any debt? Join Madrona Financial Services for a free DST and Madrona Bundle Lunch and Learn event at Big Fish Grill in Kirkland on October 22nd at noon to learn about the many benefits of Delaware Statutory Trusts. A DST can also qualify as a 1031 exchange, so you can potentially defer the capital gains taxes on the sale of your highly appreciated income property. Learn how you can invest in current income-producing properties without any of the obligations or management hassles of property ownership. These events fill up quickly, so call 844-MADRONA today to reserve your seat. You'll also learn about the Madrona Bundle of Services, which brings everything you need to plan for retirement under one roof. Join us for a free DST and Madrona Bundle Lunch and Learn at Big Fish Grill on Tuesday, October 22nd in Kirkland. Reserve your seats today at 844-MADRONA or register at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to talk about the state of the economy and do we have any recessionary concerns we should be dealing with. And Brian, I know that the uh, crystal ball has been out of stock now for eight or 10 years or so. You don't have one here, but what you do have is some historical information. You've got a third quarter report here on the market. So let's talk a little bit about the valuation of the market here in the third quarter. Yeah, generally markets are uh, based upon uh, price earnings ratios. When they get out of whack, sometimes you know that's an indication of you know some issues that we may have going forward. So the 25-year average of the S&P 500, it's been trading at about 16.2 times earnings uh, for a 25-year average. September 30, the end of the third quarter this year, it was at 16.82. So it was pretty much in line with its 25-year average. So we're not too concerned about the earnings not being there to justify the current valuation of the stock market. So Brian, let's talk specifically about the S&P 500 index. Yeah, when we look at the S&P 500 back, uh, let's go back 20 years, uh, had a big run up at the end of the 90s, a big drop with the dot-com 9-11, a big run up to 2008, then we had the Great Recession, and then we had a run up again, and then people are saying, oh, we got to have a recession anytime now. And so you were talking about the uh, crystal ball being out of commission in the last 10 years. That's correct, because people have been calling on a recession for at least the last five, saying, hey, it's due, it's due, it's due. And I'm hearing that again. And now I hear it from certain news organizations that are saying, hey, the economy's got to be, we got to have a recession because we haven't had one for a long time. And so I, I keep having this discussion. I'm looking at the, the valuation of the stock market saying, well, it's not really overvalued based on earnings. I'm looking at different reasons why we've had recessions in the past. And it's usually because profits have dropped. Uh, one graph I'm looking at here, quarterly operating earnings over sales. And so what percentage are our earnings relative to sales? During the recession of 2001, they dropped down to 5%. And they had been right around the 8% range. 
And then with the Great Recession, they dropped down to essentially zero for a time period. And, but they also hovered around 5% before returning to 8 or 9%. They did that 8 or 9% for quite a while uh, through 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. And then uh, 2017 earnings actually went up as a percentage of sales, up to about 12%. And currently they're 11.4. So we're at twice the level of that happened during the recessions of the past. So I'm looking at the earnings, the price earnings ratios, and all this stuff saying, okay, where's my indication that there's a recession uh, looming? I, I just don't really see it. So you're looking at historical information there. Some people would say that that's looking into the rearview mirror and we want to look through the windshield. Is there anything that you see there that would give you any sort of a hint as to what we can look forward to in the near or distant future? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at projected earnings of the S&P 500. So on average, it was 11 bucks a share back in 1999. Fast forward 10 years from there, it was uh, we had the Great Recession, so it dropped way down. But uh, it had been going up prior to that. It dropped. It recovered quickly uh, right around the $20 uh, mark. And then it kind of hovered there. It got up to about almost 30 bucks in 2016, dropped down to the low 20s, recovered again. Uh, so recently it's been $40 a share. And the projection is that it's going to be into the mid to uh, up into the mid 40s in, over the next uh, four quarters. So we're still seeing growth of earnings projected. We're not seeing drops. And it takes corporate earnings drops to really show us uh, that we're going to go into recession. I'm just not seeing that. And again, everything can change. And you can have a recession even though the numbers look great. If you get, uh, I I know CNBC, MSNBC, they've been rooting for a recession, I think, uh, when I listen to them. uh, Because they don't like, uh, obviously, they, they don't like Donald Trump. And so they want to see us getting into recession so that he doesn't get reelected. But yeah, if enough people think we're going to have one, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy we would have one. But I, I just not seeing that with, you know, 50-year low unemployment, uh, corporate profits up, uh, price earnings ratios in line. Uh, I, I'm really struggling to find, okay, what is my smoking gun here to say we got a problem looming? Again, we could always have one. Don't, don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying we can't have a recession. I just don't see the, the blinky red light right now. So, Brian, those are equities, the S&P 500. Let's talk a little bit about asset class return. Yeah, different returns. Uh, certainly last December, we had a big drop in the markets. And so we were starting at a low point. So this year, we've had a recovery. Really, if I look at my, my 12-month returns of the S&P, they're pretty flat right now because they had that big drop and the big recovery. But year-to-date, uh, through the third quarter, real estate investment trusts were first followed by large large company U.S. and then small company U.S. and then down to foreign equities before you get to the averages. Below averages, you had uh, high-yield bonds, regular bonds, emerging market stocks, and then out, down at the bottom, you had commodities and cash. And frankly, commodities have been near the bottom every year going back to 2011. They were, they've been really in the tank, so that's been a terrible place to invest. And that does include all kinds of things like metals and agricultural goods, uh, oil, those kinds of things. 
Brian, let's talk a little bit about federal finances and the effect of the election, taxes, that sort of thing. Yeah, I wanted to bring this up because uh, we're having the debates and everybody's trying to outspend each other with money that we don't have. I just kind of wanted to uh, do a little analysis of that. The federal government right now spends uh, $4.5 trillion a year. They bring in about $3.5 trillion a year. So they're borrowing a a trillion dollars a year every year. So it does kind of irk me when I see candidates say, we need to spend more on this. We'll spend more on that. We'll spend, spend, spend. I'm like, what are you spending? You're a trillion dollars in the hole every single year. What is this new money that you're spending? You, you know, you, you just, you just, the numbers don't work. So, so many of these proposals talk about spending an additional three to $10 trillion a year. Well, right now, our entire income from all sources is only three and a half trillion a year. Hmm. So to double that or triple that or quadruple it seems pretty ridiculous. So uh, about $1.7 trillion is from uh, income taxes on individuals. About 300 well, just over $200 trillion is from corporate taxes. So you really can't, you know, corporations don't make enough to, you know, uh, to uh, fund all the all the uh, programs, nor do individuals. Uh, Social Security brings in about 1.2, and then tariffs and so forth about 300 uh, billion. And so, all in all, uh, again, we we only collect 3.5 trillion dollars a year. We spend 4.5 trillion of that. Uh, Medicare is 1.2. Uh, Social Security. Uh, another trillion, so 2.2 trillion of our spending is Social Security and Medicare. Defense spending is about 670 billion. Uh, non-defense uh, is about the same. Uh, we spend about three, oh, maybe 400 billion on interest, and then uh, other about 500 billion. So uh, when people are throwing around these candidates are throwing around spending trillions and trillions of dollars, again, I just don't know where that's supposed to come from. Maybe they failed that basic math class there in uh, kindergarten or whatever it was. Yeah, I think that when your outgo exceeds your income, your upkeep becomes your downfall. (laughs) We've been talking about the valuation of the market here on Growing Your Wealth. Of course, there's so much to talk about, but so little time, Brian. And unfortunately, we're almost out of it for this week. Once again, we want to remind our listeners that Growing Your Wealth is now a podcast. You can download the episodes. You can mark it as your favorite. Just go to wherever you get your podcast. We're currently on iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and soon on Stitcher and a variety of other platforms. Well, once again, we're out of time for this week. Before we go, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. The executive producer of Growing Your Wealth is John Capuano. Our director of program operations is the cookie monster, Greg Dinitz. Our show is produced by the lovely, talented, and dangerous six-degree black belt, our Swedish princess, Stephanie Schoblum. Christy Parmenter is our associate producer. Laura McLaughlin is our content supervisor. Josh Toy is our technical editor. And Superboy Pete Guzman is our announcer. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great day, won't you? We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. Do you want to learn how to own shares of income producing major commercial real estate properties without taking on any debt? Join Madrona Financial Services for a free DST and Madrona Bundle Lunch and Learn event at Big Fish Grill in Kirkland on October 22nd at noon to learn about the many benefits of Delaware Statutory Trusts. A DST can also qualify as a 1031 exchange, so you can potentially defer the capital gains taxes on the sale of your highly appreciated income property. 
Learn how you can invest in current income-producing properties without any of the obligations or management hassles of property ownership. These events fill up quickly, so call 844-MADRONA today to reserve your seat. You'll also learn about the Madrona Bundle of Services, which brings everything you need to plan for retirement under one roof. Join us for a free DST and Madrona Bundle Lunch and Learn at Big Fish Grill on Tuesday, October 22nd in Kirkland. Reserve your seats today at 844-MADRONA or register at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. The Madrona Bundle of Services has become so popular that we started bundling everything. Hi, this is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services, to tell you about the latest thing we bundled, our books. We're proud to announce the Complete Book of Retirement, which bundles together our guides on retirement investing, annuities, passive real estate investing, and even information for the high net worth investor into one convenient and informative book. You can get your free copy today by going to madronafinancial.com. And if you're looking for even more information on investing, you can sign up for Madrona University to continue your investor education. Of course, if you need more personalized help, you can always sign up for a complimentary review. We'll sit down to discuss your retirement plan and explain how the Madrona Bundle of Services provides you with everything you need to plan for retirement under one roof. Get started today by calling 844-MADRONA and don't forget to download your free copy of the Complete Book of Retirement at madronafinancial.com. If you're like most people, you're probably spending a lot of time planning for your next vacation. But why is it when it comes to retirement? Most Americans spend almost no time planning. At Madrona Financial Services, we help make retirement planning efficient with our Madrona Bundle of Services. It combines everything you need to plan for retirement under one roof. We believe retirement should feel like your ideal 30-year vacation, and we'll help you plan for it. Call us today at 844-MADRONA for a no-obligation financial review. That's 844-MADRONA, or visit us online at madronafinancial.com.